This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. All right, thank you for joining us and good morning, everybody. Welcome to our Tuesday show. We've got a lot coming up on the show uh, today. Everybody's set to share what they're working on in, in each of our departments. And uh, the debate is tonight. The first debate between Donald Trump and Vice President Joe Biden is going to be on, well, all the major networks. You're not really going to be able to avoid it unless you just stick to Netflix and Hulu. Uh, so that's happening tonight. I was uh, jotting down some ideas for a drinking game. If uh, anybody wants to drink, I think the way this is going to be different from other ways we've done drinking games. I think I'm going to make it like you pick one of the candidates. And then every time your candidate says a word from this list of words, you got to take a shot. Okay. That's not in stone. I mean, like when you play a drinking game, we used to play eight. In college, and that was during the weekend when they would show the Planet of the Apes back to back, like a Planet of the Apes marathon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody said ape, but it was like the last person to repeat ape, or I forgot what it was, but anytime you heard that word, only one person had to drink. It was the last person to acknowledge that the, uh, that the word, <clears throat> you can get pretty loaded playing ape. Believe me. So maybe a uh, debate drinking game. I think I could probably uh, come up with some last-minute rules here and make those public in time for people to play along. We've uh, got a new game we're going to try on the air. It's called the Urban Dictionary Game. We'll give you more details about that. And coming up later this morning, the artist who created this song. (laughs) Yeah. Florida man, Florida, Florida man, man, who never fears any bodily harm. Florida man, Florida man, that are full of bees, tries to bite every cop he sees. Florida man. So that song was written and performed by a guy named Ross Childs, and when he found out that we were using it as a theme song for Florida man, he. Well, first of all, I was worried he was going to want royalties, but he was just thrilled <laughs> that his song was being okay. played on the radio. So he's he's really excited, and you know that's become our our theme for the Florida Man game and True Crime Report. And anytime Florida shows up in the news for a dumb reason, which is almost uh, God, would you say every day, at least every week for yeah. sure. So the guy who does Florida Man theme song is going to be joining us a little bit later this morning. Sorry, I'm just laughing. I saw a, pig, a Florida man the other day, and it was, uh, he he hit a cop in the face with a Bible. <laughs> told him nice. He condemns right, let me, him. Let me make a note not to make that the Florida man. <laughs> 20 minutes later in the week, Buzz is going to be like, I got a Florida man game. <laughs> man hits great. cop with blank. I already was working on it, to tell you the truth. <laughs> that one? Oh, that very one. Oh, there's a video of it. It's great. I mean, it's uh, terrible. Burglar 
throws blank at cops because God told him to was going to be the Florida Man game. That's okay. I would have gotten it. Darn it. It's not like there won't be another Florida Man story between now and whenever we do True Crime Report next. All right, let's uh, find out what everybody's working on today. Uh, Take turns and just tell us what's uh, happening in your department. Let's start with news this morning. Lisa Sanchez is going to have our news headlines coming up later. What are we looking at, Lisa? The big story, of course, is the debate that's happening tonight. Uh, It is happening in Ohio, but 90 minutes long. uh, There is going to be a couple different subjects that they're going over uh, during that. So we heard Biden is holed up in his house preparing. He's getting ready for this. And uh, the president, uh, he's done about two hours worth of preparation. Two hours more than you'd think he would. Yeah. All right. Debate uh, is going to be on uh, tonight. Chris Wallace from Fox News is going to moderate the first debate. And some of the things that they're going to talk about, I think uh, over the course of that 90 minutes, there's going to be, I think I heard six topics like the coronavirus pandemic Mm -hmm. uh, race and racial justice and police brutality in the United States is going to be one of them I don't know they'll probably probably talk about Joe Biden's friend Corn Pop at some point I would guess but who knows I was listening on the way in and Paul Begala I don't know if you know who Paul Begala is but Paul Begala was a Republican strategist uh, Democratic strategist for a long time. And he said the best thing Biden could do is walk out on stage with a check in his hand and say to the president, hey, I hear you're having some financial trouble. I wrote you a check for $750. <laughs> I mean, that that sounds kind of like a Trump stunt a little bit, mm-hmm. but who knows? Who knows how wild this thing could get tonight? Brandon, sports headlines. What are we talking about today in sports? Well, we got a couple of things. We had the big showdown last night between the Chiefs and the Ravens. We'll recap that. We also have a new Stanley Cup champion. And how much would you spend on a putter? Ask me how much I have spent on a putter. How much have you spent on a putter? Like $160 for a used Scotty Cameron. Ah. All right. Well, you're very close on this one, except you needed to add a, a thousand after you said 160. 160,000? Close. That's what a Tiger Woods uh, replica Scotty Cameron putter went for. Get out. Not even one used by Tiger Woods. Well, there's a reason why okay. this one is. So there's more to the story. Yes, 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 yes. But it sold for almost $155,000. Yeah, I think I parted with about $160 on uh, eBay for for a used Scotty Cameron. Joanna, entertainment news, what do you have on the horizon as far as Hollywood news goes? Dax Shepard, who you may know as Mr. Kristen Bell, recently revealed that he relapsed after 16 years of sobriety. Uh, He revealed it on his podcast, Armchair Expert, and he says that he's actually very surprised by the amount of support that he's received in the wake of his revelation. I don't know Dax Shepard as Mr. Kristen Bell. I mean, I know they're married. I know Mm -hmm. him as Joe's lawyer on Idiocracy, and also I know him as the guy that I always think 
was the guy from Scrubs until I look closer and go, no, that was a different guy. Okay. Which guy from Scrubs? You know, the Dak Shepard looking one. <laughs> Zach Braff. Yeah. I always oh. get Dak Shepard and Zach Braff confused. <laughs> well, he is very surprised by the support he's receiving. A lot of good news. He's becoming sober again. He's getting sober. Oh, good. Did you ever watch Idiocracy? Buzz, you gave me it. A- I know I gave it to you. Did yes, you watch I, it? And I told you, yes, I watched it. You remember Dak Shepard? Kinda. Go away, Peyton. Oh, right. <laughs> that was him. I just really love the... You broke my apartment while I was trying to watch out my balls. (laughs) Welcome to Costco. I love you. (laughs) All right. Plenty to get to uh, today. Lots to talk about. Here's the telephone number. You can give us a toll-free call anytime you like. Toll-free studio line is open at 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. If you want to give us a message, you don't want to uh, call the toll-free line or you call the toll-free neckline, leave a message. That way uh, it could get played back on the air. So if you got a comment or question, you just want to leave it as a message. The neckline is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can call and leave a message at 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. If uh, you want to see what's happening in the studio, if you want to see, uh, you know, what kind of hijinks we're getting up to, you can watch the video feed over at Facebook. Just find Buzz Adams Morning Show at Facebook. If you're especially daring, you might wade into the comments section because that's uh, already up and Lord running. Lord knows you'll get Buzz responding to you. I guess so. Did uh, we just totally eliminate you not being allowed to do that anymore? Well, there was yeah. there was like some, some important uh, information that one of the listeners definitely needed, so no. I put it in there. Okay. Uh, so just go over to Facebook, find Buzz Adams Morning Show. If you expand today's video, you know, make it larger, you'll be able to see the chat over on the side. And uh, feel free to join in on Facebook. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Today is National Drink Coffee Day, National Coffee Day. So we're going to have Mo Show Calendar coming up a little bit later. I'm trying to get a rundown of, you know, most of the places that are famous for serving coffee, your Starbucks, your Dunkin', are going to have some kind of special deal on coffee today. So we got that uh, coming up a little bit later. If you haven't been over to our website, there's always something new, uh, updated every day, multiple times a day. And our website is buzzadamshow.com. So if you head over there, you can see the funniest news bloopers from September. Yeah, September's not over. The news bloopers are here early. Uh, Joanna lets us know every month, and, and she's got a recent post up, everything leaving Netflix and Hulu in October. What are kind of, is there anything like extra notable, something that's not going to be on Netflix or Hulu? Well, the good thing about a lot of this is that they usually get rid of all their stuff at the end of the month. So you'll still have time throughout the month. But um, it looks like on Netflix, they're getting rid of a lot of like Halloween movies. Parks and Rec goes away on Netflix tomorrow. Not to make anyone panic, but Parks and Rec will be leaving Netflix tomorrow. Is that going over to... I don't know, Peacock, Peacock or whatever. Yep. Got to give my wife a heads up on that. She's been watching it. I don't <gasps> oh think no. she's done yet. Is it still on Hulu, though? 
I think it's still on Hulu. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I think I, because I usually watch it on Hulu. I don't watch it on Netflix. I don't you know, know what? Come to think of it, I think that's actually where she might be watching it. It's Hulu. Oh, good. Well, just a heads up, everyone. Parks and Rec will be leaving Netflix tomorrow. Brandon's got a post about NFL ratings uh, being down, and you say the blame, blame could the go on. The Giants. You could go. You put the blame on two teams, uh, Jets and Giants. They have a combined record of zero and six. Yes. So both the Jets and the Giants are zero and three Doing so great. far this year. Why? Why do you put the blame on them? I mean, somebody's bound to be a lousy team. Well, yeah, but it's the two it's the two teams from the largest television market, and that's been affecting the ratings. Now, obviously, you can take other things into account for the low NFL ratings, but this was one that I don't think a lot of people were looking at. But they saw the numbers of how the Jets, the Giants perform and what happens to the ratings, and it... It, it looks won. like you actually wrote this article before both the Jets and the Giants lost their third yeah. game. Yeah, this was season. after week two. They were uh, they were just 0-2 when I wrote this. So 0-3. Oh so to put that into a term that if you're not a sports person, you might understand. In COVID-19 terms, that's the ventilator stage oh. for both the Jets and the Giants at this point. Uh, see that stripper video? There's a new ad. Lisa's got it posted. It's still on the front page at buzzadamshow.com. Uh, strippers urging you to get your booty to the polls. And, yes. And uh, Brandon has uh, an article up about butt rock. Yeah. It's all about what <laughs> what butt rock is. What is butt rock? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, do you want to hear like how I would define butt rock? You know what? Yeah, because... We brought this up on Rockstar 101. It's the ep- the episode's out now. If you want to find it on Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you get podcasts, and Shim and I discussed butt rock because I had a definition of butt rock, but then his definition was something completely different. So I'd be interested to hear what your definition is. If I think butt rock, I think of kind of like hair bands of the '80s, and that includes right up until. Nirvana's Nevermind came out. Yeah, so that's pretty much eighties and early nineties. That's that's butt rock. That's what I, I mean. I wouldn't was. include REM or U two in butt rock. But no, I think it's more Def Leppard, Poison, Poison, Motley Crue, Twisted Sister. It's the it's the Scorpions. Spandex. I think I could even put the Scorpions in the butt rock category. Spandex, big hair, rat. makeup, rat. Perfect example. <laughs> Warrant is a good example. Warrant as well. So these were all the bands that I thought. Were but butt rock? That was, I thought that's what butt rock was. And did Shim disagree? He just had a different definition. But for me, this term has been around at least since the early 2000s, where we were talking, or at least since the 90s, because one of the projects that we had, my final semester of radio broadcasting school, is you had to create your own radio station. So you had to find a hole in the market and then create your format around that. And ours was. Um, there, it was called the rebirth of rock, and it was butt rock, and that's all it was. Wait, it was did you call things. it butt rock? Oh yeah, yeah. We don't like we we you know <laughs> we held on to that term, man. But you didn't we know, you didn't make up the term. No, I just had heard it used okay. before, and everybody always referenced. Oh, that's butt rock in reference to eighties hair 80s, metal, eighties hair metal, and and, and glam metal. Right. Now, this other definition is the one that was actually the one that I found over on. Urban Dictionary. Now, Lisa, hmm. if I say the term butt rock, what do you think it's in reference to? I would guess maybe the kind of 
rock that you dance to? So like glam <laughs> see, metal? You know what? See, that's the thing. That's kind of where I thought the definition came from, is that yeah. it's the one you shake your butt to, right? Yeah, so I'd think like Motley Crue, Poison, stuff like that. Exactly. Can I give you a, maybe a second definition? Death sure. lover. Warrant. Yeah. yeah. Like anything that's kind of like real bro rock or kind of just like... <laughs> bro rock. Yeah, every, we're, we're cool and, you know, chicks and you know, I don't know. Well, bro rock. You know what I'm talking about. That's very similar to what they had over here on Urban Dictionary, which was basically the definition that Shim had. So this definition, it says a style of hard rock and heavy metal music that is watered down both musically and lyrically to garner maximum radio play and mainstream acceptance. And it goes on to talk about the people who listen to butt rock as being in their mid-30s with spiky hair, affliction t-shirts, and bad tattoos. <laughs> so Nickelback. The examples they give Creed. are the bands that we play. Five Finger Death <laughs> Line, yeah. Three Days Grace. Wait, but, wait. Let me hear the definition, and then let me hear the bands that we play. That you're so saying yeah. so are the butt definition rock? was a style of hard rock or heavy metal music that is watered down both musically and lyrically to garner maximum radio play and mainstream acceptance. Okay. Nice. And then it goes into talking about it's Five Finger Death Punch, Three Days yeah. Grace, Buck Cherry, Nickelback, <laughs> Disturbed, and Three Doors Down. And it also says that the fans of this music tend to have a superficial knowledge of metal music, being familiar only with bands that receive regular radio rotation. So as Woo, I start, butt rock! So as I yeah, start, butt rock yeah. rule! Yeah. But so it's, what's interesting is when I started to think about this definition, and even going from my definition of butt rock from the 80s until now, is that it seems like the definition has more to do with the person who listens to that music as to as opposed to the music itself and this definition i have now zeroed in on the kind of person who comes up with def this definition our beloved listeners no oh. no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> the person the person who wants to bash this kind of music cuz i'm gonna, like these are okay. all the bands that i like this is what i have on my playlist five finger death punch yes three days grace yes disturbed yes all you know what stuff. you know what event what music festival this most describes Street Fest is Fest. <laughs> Rocklahoma. Fest. I, oh God, we need to have Butt Fest. Great idea, we Joanna. Can't say these things. I think our boss got mad. I'm sorry. How about Rocklahoma? When you look at Rocklahoma, uh -huh. they have all of the these range, yeah. Rock on the Range. Yeah, that's any of Fort Rock. Welcome to Rockville. Yeah. All of the. Basically, Danny Wimmer presents all of his events. But that's the thing is those are great events, man. Those are great <laughs> festivals. So as I Yeah, I like all those bands. <laughs> See, oh, my God, I'm a butt rocker. Yeah. Yeah. So as I thought about <laughs> it. Butt rock till I die. I'm going to get a tattoo. Oh, God. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten a tattoo, but now I finally that's found. That's going to be the, what you yeah. commit to, huh? Butt rock. But so I thought about the kind of person that comes up with this definition, not the person who the definition is about, the person who wants to pigeonhole the people who like this kind of music. And it's that person who they have a bunch of those random hipster tattoos like birds and trees. They constantly rave about how music sounds so much better on vinyl. Every single time you go out drinking, they're going to talk your ear off about an IPA and how it's the most amazing thing. And chances are they have some sort of facial hair that was big about a century ago, and they're trying to bring it back like a handlebar mustache. All right, so you're so saying hipsters are anti-butt rock. That's, yeah. That's, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I'm going with. It's because the, the indie labels are so much better. Okay? Boom! Mm -hmm. Joanna just hit the nail on the head.
Although, eventually, there's a good chance the hipsters will start liking butt rock, but ironically. Ironically, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well. But you can find that up at buzzadamshow.com, and then also Shim and I talk about it, too, on the uh, newest episode of Rockstar 101. Subscribe. Rock! Woo! (laughs) Subscribe to Rockstar 101. Oh, God. Lisa wasn't in the meeting yesterday. What did we say we were going to call the show today? It was Butt Rock on the Butt Stuff 69 Morning (laughs) Show. I think our boss was really excited about that, wasn't he? He was really not happy when we were talking about this. Well, hey, because I mean, it's it's this definition is very derogatory of the stuff that we play, and like. The, but you know what? This is what I always say. Like everyone always talks trash on Nickelback. Clearly, someone funded his mansion. Like people yeah. are buying those albums. They're going to those L- concerts. Let me tell you something. Nickelback yeah, musically is a much better <laughs> band than anybody gives them credit for. I mean, and they're a harder band than people give them credit for. It's right. just they've become kind of the... The joke. They've been yeah. the butt of the joke. The butt of the joke. <laughs> They're the butt of the butt rock joke. Yeah, you uh-huh. got it. I think we zeroed in on where it comes from. Yeah, exactly. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. As far as butt rock, we got some alternative uh, definitions and suggestions over on our Facebook oh, feed. Oh, really? Yeah, Daniel says, uh, this is the definition that he puts... Uh, it looks like I might have clipped and paste, pasted this definition of butt rock. 1990s to mid-2000s heavy rock bands where the singer's grungy voice sounds like he's singing into... <laughs> butt cheeks. Yeah, into butt cheeks. Oh. <laughs> Scott Steph. Anthony says, I've heard the term butt rock. I usually hear that when I... Wait a minute. Let me read this ahead of time. It might be a joke that is a dirty. <laughs> okay. But here's Anthony's definition of but it's, it's good. I've heard the term butt rock. I usually hear it when I go on a date and the girl says, I like everything but rock. That's when I exit. So his definition of butt rock is you got to drop a girl who likes anything but But rock. rock. (laughs) All right, we're going to play the Urban Dictionary game, and whatever the word is, remember, we're looking for the Urban Dictionary definition. Uh, See if we can get it right. See if you playing along at home could also get it right. So this is the first uh, run of this, so we'll see how it goes. Brandon, give us today's Urban Dictionary mystery word of the day, or phrase, I guess. Yeah, this one's more of a phrase. It's two words. So right. you guys are going to have the commercial break here to come up with sorority squat. Let me write that down. Today's word hmm. or phrase from Urban Dictionary is sorority squat. Sorority squat. Yes. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I am uh, working on a, an outline here for the presidential debate drinking game and I think the way I'm going to do this one because we vary the rules from election year to election and so say you got six people that are watching the debate make sure you socially distance if you're going to do that but people get to choose whether they're they're team Trump or team Biden and it doesn't even mean which one you're going to support just which one do you think is going to get the fewer and then every time something on their list happens you got to you got to take a sip or a shot nice so debate uh, drinking game 
I'll explain uh, the rules as soon as I as soon as I make them up. Get it all zeroed <laughs> in there. What's that? Get it all zeroed in there. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to make them all complimentary. Like for instance, um, every time Trump says Antifa, if you're Team Trump, you take a shot. Every time Trump, uh, every time Biden mentions seven hundred fifty dollars in any context, if you're Team Biden, you take a shot. Um, every time Trump mentions Ukraine, take a shot. Every time Biden mentions Russia, take a shot. So I'm working on that and hope to have them on the way soon. All right, so we were all asked to write down our definition of the Urban Dictionary phrase, sorority squad. All right, I turn it back over to your host, Brandon Coates. Well, you pretty much just summed it up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorority squad. Oh, I, I need to hear your guys and uh, your answers. All right, who, who would you, you like think to? Sorority squad means. Who would you like to go first? Uh, Buzz, you, you're the host. You can go ahead and go first. All right, sorority squad. Here's I thought about this, <laughs> and I think a sorority squad is when a group of girls or women uh-huh. go out together. And one of them has to pee, but there's no bathroom. <laughs> the other girls form a semicircle around the peer huh, okay. while she squats Pop a squat. and pees in an alleyway <laughs> that, on Cincinnati. It's a solid guess. <laughs> <laughs> that is my guess for sorority squat. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to find out if I'm right. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Joanna, what is your definition for sorority squat? Mine is not that long as Buzz's was. But mine says, when sororities go sasquatching. <laughs> oh, they're squatching for they're Bigfoot? They're squatching for Bigfoot. Oh. Is, is that a Greek thing? Maybe. <laughs> is that Maybe. A thing you, do? you don't know. I think we might have had to go on a snipe hunt one time. <laughs> <laughs> I never rushed, though. <laughs> All right, Lisa, what is your definition for sorority squat? I couldn't hear if you were saying squat or squat. Squat. S-Q-U-A-T. Squat. Okay, so I maybe when a group of sorority girls all go out together and nobody has any money. So what do you have? Diddly squat. So oh, the sorority's got squat. That is, that is definitely a solid answer, unfortunately. Wait, so what would it... We have no winners. None of I them? Buzz is good. I really like all of your guesses. Wait, exp- Lisa, explain to me what happens after you go out and you have no money, you got diddly squat. Yeah, so you what have a bunch of sorority girls, but they ain't got squat. But do they just sit around and wait for guys to offer to buy them drinks? Probably. Yeah. Were you, did, did, were you Greek no, in college? Never. Yeah, me God, no, never. All right, do you want the actual I definition? Didn't have to, I didn't have to pay for friends. Actually, <laughs> He's all, I just did, I did without. I, didn't, I just didn't have any. Right. <laughs> yeah, so none of us are right. Oh, no. Give us, no, but I think we need to, because you know you can add to, to Urban Dictionary. I think we need to add our answers, um, because I think all three of those are worthy of being up here. But here is the actual definition to sorority squat, according to Urban Dictionary. Typically performed by sorority sisters immediately prior to a picture where one or more participants slightly bend their knees and lean over with their arms regardless of whether or not people (laughs) are behind them in the photo. This is a perfect example. I brought up a picture. And Lisa, if you you put it on the screen. They're they're bending at their knees. They've got their... Their dainty little hands <laughs> on their knees. That is so true. But there's nobody behind them. They <laughs> yeah. don't have to squat. Yep. Yeah, true. So the definition continues saying possibly used to accentuate the butt. 
Although scientists have still yet to have still yet not found the origin or purpose of this tribal ritual, much discussion has been devoted to its research. And it's being used in a sentence here on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, let's hear that. It says, quote, seriously, Becky is always bent over in all her pictures. You'd think she has scoliosis or something. I guess all those sorority <laughs> squat pictures add up. Yeah. Here's another picture of people doing the sorority <laughs> squat. Once again, totally unnecessary since there's no second row. <laughs> 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 well, if, if nothing else, we're going to learn some new phrases and terms if we keep playing this game all right uh let's get to the mojo calendar and daily almanac all right and lisa is gonna run down a a list of places where they've got deals on coffees for us coming up a little bit later in addition to international coffee day today is national biscotti day is that like the the piece of hard italian bread yeah isn't that what it is like a little Uh, crunchy stick it's a, it's a cookie, like it's sweet like a cookie? Yeah, you're supposed to drink it with coffee. Oh. Today is VFW Day and World Heart Day here on September 29th. Did you say DFW, like no, Dallas-Fort Worth? F, no, VFW, oh. which is the Veterans of Foreign Wars. Oh. If you grew up in a in a small town, you, you would recognize like the VFW hut was where a lot of parties and events and Work. things were thrown. Yeah. Is that similar to the American Legion? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. The American Legion, the VF, you know, if you get a VFW hut, number 27 was a real hot place to throw a rave. <laughs> <laughs> Birthdays today include singer Halsey, who is beautiful, and she's 26. <laughs> She is. She's weirdest. a really good-looking lady, man. <laughs> so she beautiful. Is beautiful. I know nothing you, about her or dis- her songs uh, or who she, she is. Really good-looking lady. I yeah. saw her on Saturday Night Live. I was impressed with her singing, but also her acting and her, uh, you know, a physical attractiveness. How she's how old? Twenty-six. So yeah, a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest basketball players, Kevin Durant, uh, former Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, Kevin Durant, now with the Brooklyn Nets, is 32 today. Actor Zachary Levi, who Chuck played Chuck on NBC's Chuck. Highly underrated show, by the way. That was a really good show. He was also Shazam in uh, Shazam. Zachary Levi's 40 today. Birthday for actress Chrissy Metz from This Is Us. She's 40. Ooh, that comes back in October. You guys into This Is Us? Oh, yeah. Lisa, did you see the new The Boys? I did, but I, you know what I was so excited? I texted Joanna, which you never wrote me back. I felt oh, like she's, she has Joanna's ducking. Do you, Joanna's, she's ducking you. Yeah, she's ducking you because she hasn't started it yet. I told you guys that in confidence mm. yesterday. Oh, she told us on the air. I wrote her. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote her because I was like, did you know that Billy the Butcher is Skurg from Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I was watching Thor last night and he's like, these are Des and Troy. I found them in a place yeah. called Texas. Carl Urban. I didn't realize that was him. And the comic book character was the executioner. So he might have had a name in the movies, but in the comic book, Skurg, he was the that was his name. It was called, he was called Sir Skurg. But yeah, I didn't realize that was Billy the Butcher. And then I wrote Joanna, and she never wrote me back. So I was like, that's cool. Well, I feel like well, number one, Joanna was asleep. Did you realize Billy the Butcher is also Dr. McCoy from the newer Star Trek? 
movies? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not a nerd. Okay. <laughs> all right. As we're talking about comic books and Thor. Well, First of all, let's realize who he is. He is he is one of the writers of Rohan from Lord of the Rings, the Twin Towers. Can we really focus on that? Carl Urban was in the Twin Towers? Yes, he plays the... Oh my um, God, they're out nerding each other, Joanna. <laughs> this is why I was dodging nerds. So I, I, I think you're destroying your own argument that you're not he, a nerd. He is the nephew of the king uh, for the writers of Rohan. Uh, Les Claypool, who is the singer and bassist for Primus, uh, is 57 today. Aren't they the guys that do the South Park theme? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that's Primus. Comedian Ann- Winona's got herself a big brown beaver and she it off to all her friends. Yeah, One day big brown you beaver. know that beaver tried to leave her, so she caged him up with Cyclone fans. Along came Lou with the old baboon. He said, I recognize that smell. That smells like seven layers. That beaver eats Taco Bell. It's a great song. Comedian Andrew Dice Clay is 67. And a birthday for newsman Bryant Gumbel, who turned 72 today. Actor Ian McShane is 78. Oh, that guy is awesome. Al Swearingen on oh. Deadwood. If you've never seen Deadwood, and I never even really I got to finish oh, it I because watched I canceled it. the HBO, but man, God, that guy was just amazing in that show. What and was, almost anything I've seen him in. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty incredible actor. And uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, one of the original rockers. I mean, this goes back to Dude, was a the birth of rock. Legitimate psychopath. Complete psycho, absolutely. Pointed guns, might have murdered one of his ex wives. Did he marry his married cousin? His, like, married his cousin. cousin. That's right. Uh, he's Jerry, still alive. He is. He's 85 years old. I thought he died. Whole lot of shaking. Is he still with the cousin? And great no. Oh. Is that the, is that the one? He, is that the one he murdered? No, murdered that the was cousin wife. No, that was a different wife. What? <laughs> he uh, married his thirteen-year-old cousin. He was twenty-two at the time. He was great balls of fire guy, wasn't he? Yeah, yes. Winona Ryder played the cousin in the movie where Dennis Quaid played Jerry Lee Lewis. Two Winona references, ladies and gentlemen, Wynonna. in like sixty seconds. Interesting. This date, 231 years ago, imagine, if you will, the year of 1789, Congress established the modern U.S. Army. So this was, you know, after the, the Revolutionary War, the War Department set up this army with the strength of several hundred men. Uh, so the army established on this date in 1789. All right, Lisa, you want to give us a rundown of coffee deals going on for National Coffee, International Coffee Day, actually? Yeah. Take it back. Uh, yes, this is the National Coffee Day for restaurants, convenience stores, and all that. Starbucks is giving rewards members a way to get a free coffee uh, with their National Coffee Day 2020 deal through the Buzz, your favorite thing in the entire world. Uh, DoorDash. Or through something. the app. Uh, you can get a free medium hot or iced <laughs> coffee with any purchase at Dunkin'. At Krispy Kreme, everyone can get a free brewed coffee, no purchase necessary. Uh, but yeah, there's a bunch of different places you can get in on the National Coffee Day deals. All right. Very good, and happy National Coffee Day. There have been lots of ads over the years. I don't think any of the ads have been uh, 100% honest. For instance, do you remember the one where it was the guy, Juan Valdez, with his donkey? Yeah. That was an actor. That wasn't a coffee. That wasn't actually Juan Valdez? No. No. It was an actor. Uh the the one good to the last. Do you drop. know what they were trying to figure out when they were hiring for that role? Hmm. The guy said, "Oh, just give us, give us any one." <laughs> the one that had good to the last drop. Sometimes the last drop, not 
so good. Yeah. It turns out a lot of <laughs> a lot of so lying and subterfuge. It's in, the one uh, that's got all the grains from the coffee. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. It is debate night in America, and Donald Trump will be debating Joe Biden in the first of a series. This one is going to be coming to us from Cleveland. It's going to be moderated by Chris Wallace from Fox News. And it's going to be about an hour and a half, they say. We'll get a little bit of insight into uh, the Biden and Trump prep for this first presidential debate. Is anybody interested to see what what it's like when Kamala and Mike Pence? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of Democrats who just think that Kamala is gonna is just gonna eat eat the lunch of Mike Pence. Anybody else excited that it's in a pandemic so nobody has to shake hands? Because I just feel like it would be very uncomfortable for everyone. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see the handshaking. <laughs> it's awkward. What do we do here? All right, so here's what I've got for the... Kamala's dr- like, let's hug. Remember, tr- remember Trump's handshakes all the time where he's like, he pulls the people in? Oh, yeah. And he just like overpowers them and yeah. just tries to have the most alpha handshake as possible. And then he tried it with Justin Trudeau and Justin Trudeau out-Trumped, shaked Trump. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty incredible. All right, so... Here's the thing uh, for the drinking game. Everybody participating in the drinking game chooses a candidate. The candidate you choose doesn't have to be the candidate you support. And you take a shot or a sip, depending on how uh, how wasted you want to get during this debate. And every time your candidate does one of the things on the list, drink. you take yeah, you take a drink. All right. So for instance. If if you've got Trump, every time Trump says the word Antifa, take a drink or a shot. All right. If you got Biden, every time Biden mentions the dollar amount seven hundred fifty dollars, you got to take a shot. Every time Biden mentions Obama, take a shot. Does it just is it specifically Obama, or could he say Obama Gate? Could he say Obamacare? Is it using Obama in any form, or is it just the word well, Obama? Well, let, let me tell you what the corresponding for Trump is. So if, if Biden mentions Obama anything, but for Trump, if Trump mentions Obama gate, which I don't even know if there's a definition for what that's supposed to be, but shot if Biden mentions Obama, shot if Trump mentions Obama gate. All right, take if you're... If uh, you're on Team Trump, again, I think it's confusing. You don't have to be voting for Trump to be on Team Trump. You just, it's just how you play the drinking game. Mm -hmm. If Trump mentions Ukraine, take a shot. If Biden mentions Russia, take a shot. Seems pretty fair right there. All right. Every time Trump mentions Hunter Biden, you take a shot. But every time Joe Biden mentions Bo Biden, you take a shot. Hmm. Every time Donald Trump mentions free and fair elections, shot. But every time Biden brings up that Trump told his supporters to vote twice. So the key word you're looking there for is vote twice. Mm -hmm. Take a shot if if you're over on the Biden side. Every time Trump mentions... The vaccine, 
and or how quickly it will be available, take a shot. Okay. Not of the vaccine, of alcohol. (laughs) But on the Biden side, every time Biden mentions that there are over 200,000 dead Americans, take a shot. Now, these are like fallback phrases, so you could really, really get pretty toasty on these. On the Trump side, every time Trump says, believe me, shot. Okay. Every time Biden says, look, here's the deal, shot. I think there's a good chance both teams are just going to be sloppy drunk. Yeah. So that's what I've uh, that's what I've got so far. I'll work on that and codify. It. I think that's a solid start right there. What about if either candidate repeats themselves? Either on purpose or forgetting. Because you know Trump does that a lot, and you know Biden's probably going to do it as I, well. I, I'm going to say, yeah. if if your candidate, whichever team you're on, asks for a break to go pee, you got to down the whole bottle. <laughs> so like, if, if Biden's like, can you just give me five minutes? i got to run to the can. You do the whole bottle. bottle. They were There was all kinds of talk about uh, Joe Rogan moderating a debate. Well, he offered, yeah. yeah. And Trump accepted. I kind of wish they would just ask the candidates, like, have a lightning round of general knowledge questions, like, what is the capital of this state? Or, yeah, things, they don't have to be like Harry Potter trivia, but just things that you would (laughs) expect a leader to know and just find out how, how miserably... Out of touch they are. Yeah, because I would feel better if I had the the feeling that whoever was going to be president would was would do better in Jeopardy than I would. Um, you know, so you just throw them questions that that you know the average tenth grader should probably know and see how they do. Uh, got a, I was just working on this. Chris Wallace is the moderator of the debate tonight, but he won't be asking any of these questions, which I had jotted down as like, hey, this would be my real curveball uh, question. And I got about 10 of them here. So here's, here's what I would like to ask the candidates. Okay, honestly, can either one of you explain <laughs> to me what TikTok is? <laughs> you know, the thing. They're going to be like the Captain Hook guy. He doesn't like hearing it from an alligator yeah. or something. I would say... Although if one of them went tick-tock on the clock, but the party don't stop, they got uh, my vote. Millennials. <laughs> I would like to ask both candidates, on Cobra Kai, are you Team Johnny or Team Dave? Yeah! Mm-hmm. Team Robbie or Team Miguel? I would like to ask both candidates to explain how we got to the point where these are the two people that we've picked as the best qualified to run the country. You know what I think would make a great debate, too, is you just go to a random place where this is going to happen, pick up a random person, put them up on stage, ask them the same questions and see how they do. Yeah. Uh, so here's a question uh, that I would like to ask. Boxers, briefs, okay, or depends? Oh. <laughs> what if, like, well, it depends on the day and what I had for lunch. I would ask the candidates, let's put the Supreme Court for the side. Who would you pick to be the new Black Panther? Ooh, nope. The correct answer is nobody. Yes. You're all, I'm sorry. We were actually looking for a correct answer here. Mm-hmm. 
but the the main question I would have if if I got a chance to ask a question would be, hey, this is open to either one of you candidates. Where's Kanye? Huh? <laughs> okay, and on the other side, Dr. Jill Biden says that Joe is prepared for Trump. All right. Presidents look so old. Now. <laughs> Very yeah, old. What happened? Rich and white. <laughs> They asked Joe Biden how, like, who's playing the role of Trump, and he declined to say, because usually in these debate preps, they have somebody who's going to be the, the opponent. And they, they come, the whole point is you come at them with the hardest questions that they might conceivably get. So uh, Joe Biden declined to say who, who on his staff or who uh, he has playing Trump. But we've heard from the, the Trump side that it's it, really two people – that are doing it. One of them is Rudy Giuliani is playing Joe Biden in the mock debates. The other one is Chris Christie, the former governor of uh, New Jersey. So based on that, let's let's take an insider's look at what's going on in the White House in preparation of tonight's debate. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. There is a song about a cultural phenomenon that listeners of our show, especially if you listen when we do the True Crime Report, you know well... But it is all about the uh, Florida man phenomenon, and it was. And people have been asking, "Well, where can I get it? Where did you guys get it?" I thought it would be a good way to answer by having the the actual guy behind the Florida man song on to talk about it. But here's uh, what we play. Anytime we're going to play the Florida man game, or we've got a Florida man story and a true crime report, we hit the theme song. Florida man, Florida man. Who never fears any bodily harm? Florida man, Florida man. Who throws tennis balls that are full of bees? Who tries to fight every cop he sees? Well, Florida man. Well, I, you, you always come in on it. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ross Childs is the guy who uh, wrote and performed uh, Florida Man. And I, I found it on Rhapsody, but I guess uh, Spotify, because a lot of people are wanting to know where they get this song. Hi, Ross. Hey. Good to talk to you, Ross. Well, good to talk to you. We've been uh, playing this song whenever we do our Florida Man. I, I wanted to ask you. The the in the lyrics the things that Florida man gets up to did you make those up or are those all based on actual uh, police records? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I, I, per, per, to, to be perfectly honest, um, I made them up because I because I because I needed them to rhyme for the purposes of the song. Yeah. But the whole purpose is is that you had to ask. Right. <laughs> like some of them I was trying to, he throws a tennis ball, tennis balls that are full of bees. And I'm like, how do I even do a Google search to find out if that actually happened or not? Yeah. Tell me how you uh, decided to sit down and write a song about Florida, man. What was kind of going through your mind in your songwriting process? Well, I'm a bit of a, well, if you um, looked up my, my whole, uh, my, my my whole song Louvre. Um, I'm a comedy songwriter, mm-hmm. and um, one day in 2018, me 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 and my buddy Zach Rajanka uh, were hanging out in my apartment in Chicago. I was jamming out on one of my guitars, and uh, he was just drawing in the you know you know free freehand drawing, um, and. Uh, 
there was a time when I tried to write a song about Gary Busey. <laughs> uh, okay. And um, I was I was having trouble making that work. And then it really just came out of like I was kind of just jamming in the key of G, and uh, it just came out to uh, you know. I just started singing about Florida man. Um, and, uh, cause I, cause I love the Florida man stories. I love, I, I, I follow Florida man on Twitter. I follow Florida man on Reddit. I yeah. love all of those little stories, like hearing about, um, there, like some true Florida man stories are, uh, uh, man threatens, man, man threatens other man, man or, or Florida man arrested, for threatening man with plate of spaghetti, yeah, um, is one of my favorites. Um, my all-time favorite is Florida man arrested after uh, kidnapping scientist to make his dog immortal. <laughs> uh, the reason why I made up uh, the uh, uh, <laughs> the lyrics instead of using actual Florida man. Um, headlines is because i it's because i needed them to rhyme and i needed them to fit in the rhyme scheme so i think some of the scenarios that you lay out either have come true or might have been true to begin with like you know the idea of turning a tarp into a wedding gown just i mean it's so on brand you got to think that 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 happened for sure Oh, 100 all right so let me let me give you an example i've got a, a florida man game and here's the way we play the game. So we, we play the intro there with the theme song, and then I would read you a headline. So this this might be fun to do, Ross, if you're willing. This is Ross Childs, uh, who wrote and performed the Florida Man song. So I'm going to give you the headline minus one word, and the challenge is to fill in the word. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen Match Game, but it's basically the rules to uh, Match Game, which used to be on TV. So will you play with us? Sure. Okay. Let me bring up uh, today's. I'm not going to use it because it turns out that Lisa, who does the news, had already seen the actual headline. So I, <laughs> I've always got to find a headline that's uh-huh. obscure enough that everybody hasn't already seen it. Uh, and it didn't work out on this one. So let me bring up this. And you're just going to fill in the blank as closely as you can. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. All right, here goes. Uh, burglar throws blank at cops because God told him to. All right, so this is an actual Florida headline and an actual Florida headline from today. So it's very timely. Again, uh, burglar throws blank at cops because God told him to. So now we play the music that means you're coming up with your answer. How would you fill in that blank? Um, it's a burglar, and he threw blank at the cops because God told him to. Feces. You're going to say feces is the correct That's answer. That's usually a solid guess. You know, feces, yeah. they're, they're, and gators yeah, are usually gator. really good go-tos. <laughs> our, our three most common answers are meth. Is that what you said, Brandon? Yeah. Feces and, and alligators. Yeah. No, it's not. He threw a Bible at the cops. That was my... That, that, how was my second choice? <laughs> and then after we get, here's how we use your song. And then after we get the answer, we would go into, 
Florida man, Florida man, or gave up. It's the best meth in town. All right. Here's the uh, here's the story though. Um, man in Florida, Summerfield, uh, Florida, responded. Police responded to a 911 call about a burglary. Um, the guy next door confronted them. 39 year old Robert Hoskins was wearing only a cross around his neck and gray boxer briefs. He argued with the cops, then threw his Bible at one of them. It hit an officer in the face. As Mr. Hoskins yelled, quote, I condemn you. Police arrested him, and he admitted he broke into the house next door because God told him to. His wife informed the police that he has a drug problem. He's been charged with burglary, larceny, resisting arrest, battery on law enforcement officer, and criminal mischief. So that's, that's why your song is so crucial, because the story itself, it needs the song to really sell it as an entertainment segment. So we... We thank you, Ross, for creating such a great theme song. Hey, you know what? I thank you for playing it and sharing it, sharing it with the world. You know, I want to give a thanks to uh, uh, um, a person by the name of uh, Paul Adame on on my who commented about this very show on uh, the YouTube video. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I guess he's one of our listeners. He said they use this on the radio for a game they play, and and that comment was actually like a year or more, a year, year and a half old. So I I saw that you responded positively, so we were able to set this up and let people uh, know where they could find your music. So in addition to Florida, man, what's the best place people could go to find Ross Child's music uh ross the other stuff that you've recorded if you like florida man you'll probably like the rest of ross's stuff too well like i said um i uh uh spotify is pretty good when i'm on Bandcamp. okay because uh, florida man you, you can buy it as a single or or you can buy my ep which is called kazooology uh-huh um k-a-z-o-o-l-o-g-y kazooology is where you get the album and uh, mm-hmm. Spotify, you can get, you know, for instance, if you want the Florida Man track, you can you can find that on uh, Spotify. Do you do you mostly uh, perform as a musician? Do you ever do stand up or acting? Oh, I do. I do musician. Uh, I'm a musician. I'm an actor. I do um, comedy. I sometimes do stand up. I do sketch. Um, I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> I do. I do a there lot. You go, of Joanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joanna's a, nice. our big TikTok fan. So. Check out. Are you under your name on TikTok, Ross? Is a Crabman C R A B M O M A N seven three two? Because another one of my songs is called Crabman. What is Crabman about? Just kind of tell me about the the theme, the you know I the was, lyrics of that. I was incredibly bored at work one day, and I just started writing a song about a man who is half man, half crab, and just doing his best. Yeah. <laughs> have you do you have a lot of florida experience or are you mostly on the outside looking into this florida man phenomenon um little of column a a, little, a bit of column b um uh, my family and i go to uh destin florida um on vacation all the time I believe that's up on the panhandle if i'm not yeah. mistaken yeah, yeah. Uh, panhandle over by pensacola yep 
Um, I've never been to uh, to like deep Florida. I've never been to like Orlando or Miami. I've always wanted to check it out. I've always wanted to uh, see see Gainesville, the home of Tom Petty. Rest <laughs> yeah, uh, big, big Tom Petty fan. Um, oh my God, was Tom Petty the best or what? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he gave a good. He was a he was a a, a, a real a real good ambassador for for the whole of the south um and uh you know i'm uh, yeah i i just I, I love the florida man stories it's just it, it and and one of the things i i i love about this song is that it's what is known in the comedy as an evergreen bit you know it's never going to get old yeah uh, there's always going to be florida man stories one day Marco Rubio will no longer be 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 in office, but I'll just replace him with whoever takes over his seat. That is one of our favorite lyrics. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> who That's gave Marco Rubio? Uh, yeah, who gave Marco Rubio a Senate seat? And I I was even thinking, man, I hope. Rubio stays in for a while because that's just such just so this song can dunk on him over and over and over again. But <laughs> you'll just change the lyric. Well, let us know, you know, if there ever has to be a change to the Florida Man song, we want to be kept up to date on the latest. So, well, please let us know. I need to write like like a follow up because there's so much in Florida that happens, and like I need to write a Florida woman song. Uh, let me tell you, oh, God, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because fully thirty percent of our stories are actually florida woman yeah it's still 70 percent florida man but 30 percent florida woman we just use the florida man theme for the florida woman stories so if you came up with a florida woman ross oh my god i would i would dance at your wedding (laughs) (laughs) what what other ideas do you have well let's see you know uh there's a song that that i wrote several uh in like uh 2016 called Human Meat, that's also on Kazooology. Um, cannibalism appears <laughs> in uh, uh, my, my, uh, several of my songs Yeah, in either small ways or whatnot. And um, I also just recently wrote a song during quarantine, haven't recorded it yet, called, um, called Air Fryer. And it's about how the air fryer is the new and great way to cook things, so uh, let's use that to eat the rich. Can I tell you something? Uh, last, this m- most recent Christmas, that was my gift I just got everybody. I got them an air fryer from Bed Bath & Beyond. So my mom and dad, my brother, my friends all got I'm, I feel kind of bad now because I, I didn't get an air fryer for everybody on the show because they're, yeah, I know. they're I mean, like I 150 bucks. I mean, uh, <laughs> but I, I would love to hear the air fryer uh, song, too. All right, we're going to play that uh, that third part of the theme that we use, which has the Marco Rubio line in it. But uh, this is Rothschild. Uh, find Rothschilds on Bandcamp. You can find him on Spotify. Uh, his I, stuff was over at, uh, at uh, oh, Napster. What's Napster? Napster and Rhapsody are the same thing now. So any, any place else uh, we can follow you and find you, Ross? Uh, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music. I mean, I use DistroKid to distribute my uh, my music, and they just automatically updated to virtually every single online uh, resource for, for our music, including TikTok. Music can be found on TikTok. Don't forget, it's Crab Man. What's the number again for Crab Man? 
732. Crabman732 to, to find Ross on, uh, on TikTok. Well, thank you, uh, Ross, for creating an enduring classic and one that we look forward to using for as long as there are Florida Man stories. We plan on using this song, and uh, our, our hat's off to you, sir. Great work of art, I think. I'm uh, I'm 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 very grateful. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, I'm 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 glad that so many people are uh, are listening to my song through it. May I ask how you guys found my song? Uh, all right, this is a pretty good story, Ross. Since you since you asked, <laughs> the Florida man, kind of the conceit behind the Florida man is: what if all these stories that have the headline Florida man? What if it was one guy? What if it was this one super screwed up Florida dude? And so I thought, oh, that, that's funny. I wish there was a theme song. So I just went to Rhapsody and I just entered the words Florida Man. And your song is one of those that came up. There there were a lot of songs that, that responded, that pinged on those two words. But yours was really the the mood and the tone and the... And the humor we uh, that I was looking for, so uh, that's well, that's how I found it. It's funny you say that because I, the original intention behind writing the song was I wanted to write like a superhero theme song, like a '60s style superhero song for the Florida Man. So it's like my my own personal greasy Southern rock version of like uh, uh, the Spider Man song, you know, Spider Man, Spider Man, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's a great tune, and we will uh, continue to use it with your blessing. And I hope people go over and check out your other stuff and your TikTok at uh, Joanna. What's the TikTok again? It's Crabman732. Crabman732. Seven, seven, All right. Thank you, Ross, for being on with us. Thank you for having me. All right. And we appreciate the song very much. Florida Man. Florida man tries to stab his boss with, with a sewer rat. Florida man, Florida man. Who? Here he comes. Human meat. Who, who gave Marco Rubio a Senate seat? <laughs> Florida man, Florida man. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, in the chat, Eric also points out that there's a uh, version of this on YouTube that has uh, a video that goes along with it, nice. so you can check it out. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I've got... Uh, I'm finishing up the guidelines for the presidential debate drinking game, uh, and I will put the finishing touches on that. We're joined by comedian Nico Ajimian. Who you can follow on social media at Nico Adjective, and he tweets under the name Nico's Fake News. Yeah, good morning. Good morning, Nico. How you doing, buddy? Good. Debate coming up tonight. I almost don't want to watch it. I just want to go to sleep and then wake up to the results and see, like, okay, somebody won, somebody lost. Like, have somebody summarize it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. That's yeah. what we're here for. Yeah, I'm just going to sleep until tomorrow morning when I can hear you. Uh, and we're going to uh, anoint one of them the master tomorrow. Ooh. The master debater. Yes, <laughs> I'm. I'm interested just in seeing what the demeanor on stage is, and kind of like who looks like they're commanding the stage. Yeah, 
and you really can't get that from a summary, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there are just some of these things, like, you know, does does Joe look on his game? Is Trump going to pull some kind of wacky stunt where he had, like, Bill Clinton's accuser sit in the front row right. at the debate? You know, what's, what's going to happen? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This might be the the hot Halloween decoration of the year. Look, Halloween in some ways has been derailed, so why not go huge on the decoration? Splurge. Mm-hmm. People on social media are reacting very positively to a Halloween decoration that you could buy from Home Depot for $300. They do have some really cool decorations sh- this year. I'm going to show you the picture of this item. Look at that. Whoa. It's, it's a 12-foot-tall skeleton which they've got posed out in front of this two-story house, and it's like the head looks as high as the second story. Oh, imagine the assembly on that. No, it com- I think it comes pre-assembled because I saw a video of a Mini Cooper driving around with it on top, and the guy's like, let me show my wife. How do you mount it? I That's want- what I'm wondering. Yeah, How does it stand? Like, don't, oh. don't have a dirty mind. I don't mean mounted. We didn't. Look, you went there. Whatever. You're the one who thought. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you want to do with your skeleton is on you. Well, Home Depot is selling this 12-foot skeleton. There's got to be a bone joke in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's a skeleton. I was trying to think of one. And I <laughs> like, that's a lot of bones, but no, that, doesn't, that doesn't make no sense. No bones about it. <laughs> Home Depot. Oh, my God. They have one that has a hearse on it. A, a what? A hearse. You mean like a funeral car? Yes, a haunted hearse with the skeleton. You Home Depot it. is selling it for three hundred dollars, which definitely sounds reasonable. But they're temporarily sold out, and that means there's been a secondary market uh, created from people who bought them and are now selling them on eBay for prices like a thousand dollars. What? I'm checking our Home Depot real quick. Hold on. Better get a stimulus. Where would you store it the other eleven months? That's true. Where out does of it the... go? I don't know. I think I would just leave it there. Yeah, and I would leave start it up. putting like a Santa hat on it, and then like yeah. Happy New Year hat. And then it's holding heart like thing. hearts, and then you put it green on it. Bunny Look ears. at the Irish. Bunny yeah. ears. I'm a, I'm a re- then, reverse leprechaun skeleton. For the <laughs> summer months, you just put like some swim trunks on it or something. Hawaiian shirts. Yes. All right, let me tell you about this story. Of, so it looks like, and put a gun so it looks like a boogaloo boy. Man, it is out, <laughs> out. Like, I can't find it at any. I know, I can't either. That's how I found the haunted hearse. Like I said, it was. it's a hot... It comes with gotcha. a skeleton already. The skeleton's the one riding it. <laughs> a, uh, a quarantine traveler in New Zealand was so fed up about being de- detained that he made he did like a like a movie trick where he tied bed sheets together and made a rope and escaped outside uh, of the hotel where he was being required to stay. He did it twelve days into his quarantine, so that means he <laughs> only had two days left to go. And now he's been uh, arrested. It says that the man had been deported from Australia on September 16th, tested negative on day three, but the quarantine, you're there in the quarantine until the 14 days are up. But what, he tested negative on day three? Well, I guess maybe they test him every day or every other or whatever. I really don't understand the whole thing, but it's an Australian deportee. So Australia is deporting people to New Zealand, and New Zealand's really strict. He was trying to escape hotel quarantine after using bedsheets to make rope out of. He was staying at a Ramada hotel in Auckland, New Zealand, 
and there there was it's a you know a multi-story he must have been up pretty high he made a break for it on monday but he would have gotten out anyway tomorrow if he could so he must have really been getting some uh cabin fever over 55,000 people have gone through the new zealand uh official quarantine only 13 have taken off so only 13 people in nine different incidents have busted out. The uh, commander, uh, who's the head of management, isolation, and quarantine, said that they take this very seriously, that, that this detainee could have made people sick, uh, but he didn't get very far, and he says that the, that the uh, community risk is pretty low. But here's a quote from Commander Darren Webb. This person has put themselves and others at potential risk, and their actions were unacceptable. Willfully leaving our facilities will not be tolerated, and the appropriate action will be taken. What do you think they give him? They just give him more time on his quarantine? Maybe, yeah. They, they're like, you go back in you there You know now. what? We're starting over from day one. It's like um, when the, when the kid messes up timeout. Yeah, got to start all over again. Yeah. But you, you're almost done too. You only had a couple minutes to go. Why did you just <laughs> keep your mouth shut? You guys remember how well I I handled my leg cast a couple of years ago? Oh, I would gosh. get really antsy and probably want to escape oh, we've from talked, hotel we've, quarantine. Yeah, we've discussed this. Yeah, <laughs> I'd want out. I might tie some bed sheets together. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Let's get a look at our entertainment news. Joanna Barber keeps her eye on Hollywood, television, and more. Here is uh, Joanna Barbacoa with today's Hollywood Report. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take this Did you call? want the call? The call? Well, I was into the... Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, well, you're the one that always says that like, hey, I know, when people but call, we want to take it right away. Take the call so I can answer this next time. Hello, uh, <laughs> hello, Bo. How you doing, sir? Doing good. What's up, Bo? Well, I was just listening to your thing about uh, Trump's taxes. Uh, if you or anybody else in your studio were billionaires, wouldn't you want a CPA firm uh, doing your taxes? And wouldn't you ask them to screw the IRS as best they could? Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't make it the right thing to do. Well, and of course but, not. and as far as you know, getting accountants to minimize your your tax exposure, what well, they're uh, reporting about Trump is way more than tax even, evasion. Than, 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 right, it's tax evasion to the point where he's being investigated You're by the absolutely IRS. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Not arguing that fact. The simple question is yes or no. If you were a billionaire, wouldn't you want a CPA firm to do your taxes and tell and get them to screw the IRS as much as they could? No, because that's not legal, and I wouldn't want to be investigated and have a situation like this on our hands. If it was well, to have them do it correctly, where they would take out taxes the way that they're supposed to, just so that in this situation you can say, yes, I pay my taxes like every other American is supposed to do, I don't think I would want, I wouldn't want them to screw over the Especially if I had any kind of public service uh, aspirations to ever run for office. Well, that's why I they're supposed wanna... to put their stocks well, in a trust. That's wanna... why they're supposed to... That's something else. That's, you know, all this tax stuff is before he became president. Now that he's president, he doesn't have to pay taxes no more. So what's 
done is done. Let's look forward. And, but but, but uh, why, why would you want to say what's done is done? You don't want to look and hold somebody in office to a higher standard than to yourself. That's like saying like, oh, I don't want the mayor to pay the taxes because you know what? He gets to be the mayor. So screw it. You don't have to pay taxes either because you were a successful business person. That's not what we're saying. We're saying this person no. should be held to a higher standard look, look, than what they are look, being held at right now. Also, he's okay. still connected to his companies technically. Like he never yeah, divested today himself. He should be held to a higher standard. But before he became president, that's none of our business. I mean, like I, for me, I'm, I'm honest, dude, okay? If I was a billionaire like this dude is, man, yeah, okay? If, if the IRS don't have their ducks in a row and, and I can get away with paying $750 on on See, but that's the thing you, you know, just said. He, you, you just said that he has to get away with it. But if we're bringing it up now and they're saying that there want to be legal repercussions from it, then he's not getting away from it. Also... Because you're rich, does that make does that make it okay that you can screw the entire taxes? You can screw people out of you know social security things that we help people with Medicare, Medicaid, things like that. That doesn't mean just because you're rich, you get to say screw you and screw the government. Because then guess what? Someone like you, you're the person that he looks at like an idiot because you're paying your taxes. I pay my taxes every year. Okay. Just okay. Like well, then in his my, eyes, you're an my, idiot. Uh, so you're an idiot. My, Congratulations. My, uh, I really hope you feel good about that. My uh, bank statement or my pay stub says the federal government takes it out. Now, I don't personally believe I should have to write to them every year telling them, hey, you guys took enough or you didn't take enough. I mean, today's technology, they should be able to keystroke that and send me a check. At the same time, okay, uh, the people that we have in office are all rich anyway, okay? If you want things to change, put Joe Schmo off the street in office, okay? This way... This, things will change instead of everybody complaining about, well, oh, well, this, the taxes on this and the taxes on that. Ooh, uh, it might be illegal, we, though. We, <laughs> to put Joe Schmo on the, in office, if he meets the requirements, you know, I mean, he can run. Well, there's a difference between all politicians are wealthy and then this guy is known primarily for being uber wealthy. I mean, it's a... It's on a whole different. By the way, let me just share this with you, Bo, because I I kind of see where you're where you're coming from. For every situation, there's an ironic Donald Trump tweet. So there's a tweet from 2012 where he was just lobbing bombs at at then President Obama. He said, "At Barack Obama, who wants to raise all our taxes, only pays 20.5 percent on 790 thousand salary." Do as I say, not as I do. So in those years oh, yeah. when you're talking about Trump not paying his taxes and you would do that if you could get away with it, he was also <laughs> complaining that Barack Obama only paid t- taxes at a 20% rate. So on top of being a tax cheat, he's also a hypocrite. hypocrite. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Bo. About- yeah, All right. yeah, later. Appreciate the call. All right, let's take a break. Apparently, this is the segment of the show where everybody wants to take phone calls, so we'll do that. <laughs> and if you hold on, I'll do those phone calls as soon as we come back right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. It is show policy that when we have calls, we, we go directly to the phone calls so people don't have to wait very long. And I apologize for anybody who couldn't hold on. Uh, let's go with Matt, who's calling in on the toll-free studio line at 844-305-6210, 844-305-6210. Hey, Matt, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Doing uh, good. 
I didn't think I really said anything controversial. I said I think uh, this would play well if Biden goes after Trump now that we found out that he uh, paid hardly any federal income tax. I didn't think that that in itself was a controversial statement. Um, no, but I, I guess you think I think you guys are all missing the point here. Again, if Trump only paid $750 in taxes for himself, well, then that's a failure in the IRS tax code with the corruption. That's a highlight of it. But he wrote if off uh, $70,000 of hair care. How is that going to be explained to the IRS? probably hired somebody. Well, why didn't you hire a team of people to do your no, hair? No, that's tax for, uh, evasion. I think, I think the amount of hair would have been... Yeah, I, I would spend $2 on hair. <laughs> Well, that's it, tax it, evasion. Also, that is purposeful tax evasion. Also, it was during the time he was on The Apprentice. Why wouldn't The Apprentice have paid for the person to do his hair? It's just, it's, it's a, it's a shell game. He's claiming that he spent this much so he could write it off. He didn't spend that much. That's the whole point, Matt. Is well, that he's lying? He gets, okay. Well, he gets, so you're saying it's all right to cheat the IRS as long as you can get away with cheating the IRS? Is what it sounds like. No, no. Again, uh, let me finish. So. If you get caught cheating, that's fine. He'll get caught, and he does. But if he doesn't, again, that's the tax code that was written long before he became president. The Democrats have been in office for years. So has the Republicans. They've all failed. The IRS has failed. Taxation is theft. Again, if we all got taxed equally across the board, none of this bullshit... You can't okay, what? You can't say that. All right, come you got to keep it PG. Um, uh, if your, ta- your paycheck would only be taxed at 5% across the board. Trump... A billionaire, Jeff Bezos with Amazon, pays 5% of total profits, no writing anything off. All your paychecks. Yeah, you're, talk, you're talking about flat tax, and that idea has been around since Steve Forbes in the 90s, for sure. But also, you wouldn't have Social Security or Medicare. Yeah, you would have to get rid of a lot of things that people count on. You take all those taxes, Social Security, Medicare, at 5%. Uh, tax off your paycheck. All right, Matt, it sounds like your complaint is against the tax code. Correct. So you guys are blaming Trump, but Trump owns billions of dollars of property, so of course you can write no, off... No, we're blaming him for cheating. We're blaming him... <laughs> for- <laughs> That's the tax code. Businesses all over El Paso... But cheating? Write off the trucks, write off equipment, tools. But not, uh, not evading taxes, taxes, right? That's not evading. That's called a tax write-off. Not if it's well, made up Listen, he's lying. Trump has spent the past four years avoiding anyone seeing his taxes and now we know why and it's what we suspected is that he avoided taxes and i want to be really clear about this matt to a level that is in a very gray area of legality i mean it is a lot of that stuff is stepping over into it is definitely probably illegal so of course and i agree with you so again that's why trump is president let's get back to the corruption of the government again if everything was proper Trump wouldn't even be president. Are you libertarian? Because I feel like you are. Yes. And so there <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I love him. He did, I believe 100%. He, he paid the $70,000 in haircuts. Because guess what? My salary was 70000 So therefore, he probably had a hairdresser or barber on staff 24 hours a day. On well, he, he deserves a refund then. One year. That's $70,000 salary. So I would write that off. If I was a business owner and I paid a guy to do something for me, I would write that off. Now that guy probably paid taxes on that seventy thousand that he ten ninety nine them on. Well, now you're just making so, up a bunch of excuses for what you think. Is yeah. Okay. Well, then how much was Salma Hayek's hair bill for her hairdressers for all her movies in a period of one year of twenty nineteen? I don't know. Did she put that on her taxes? I'm pretty sure she did. You just oh, yeah. said you don't know. You're making up. Ex- 
so I, I okay yeah, I, what what he's saying is no no okay so I do kind of understand where he's coming from because there is certain things that you could put on your taxes if you were saying like for instance uh if you're someone in television or in media or something like that you could actually have that as a write-off they just had a media CPA on the air yesterday and they were saying no that they don't normally do that is not a normal thing to write off in the entertainment industry I think it just depends on Trump. one like what he's saying it depends on your I tax do. person Trump has been in media and entertainment before he even thought about running for president. The only reason so he you, you don't think he cheated on his taxes. You don't think he cheated on his taxes. I'm sure he did. I'm so sure you're he sure that he illegally did something on his taxes. Every business owner has. I know many. Wait a second. You're saying every bone, every, every business owner is guilty of tax fraud in Matt's view of the world. No, I, I think, is that what you're saying? Because I think that would be a, a, a highly controversial opinion to take. I'm sorry. That every business owner has committed tax fraud, and since everybody does it, we shouldn't hold this guy accountable. We shouldn't hold the president no, no. accountable. Yeah, for why? I mean, why he's just the president. president why hold the president accountable? No, no, I, I do think we. You're right. We should hold him accountable. But I think if anything else, what this is doing is it's kind of shedding a light on situations like this. That you're right. Seventy thousand dollars for a haircut? That's ridiculous. Not and a it was haircut. A t- uh, what he paid for his hairstylist, which I think is doubtful. Right, but what we're saying is, is that if this is something that's wrong with the taxes, this is like this shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, get off the fact of his haircut. So again, the tax code allows businesses across the board, across the United States, to write off certain things, whether it be tools, property. Yeah, well, Matt, he, but you understand it doesn't let you write off whatever you want, right? But also, to yeah. get away from the haircut, Matt, he wrote off his hemorrhaging losses from his other businesses. That's another thing. He didn't want the people okay. to know that he is a terrible businessman. No, no, that's fine. That, that's fine. That's tax fraud. That's considered illegal. But let me get something straight. Matt, is this a defense of Trump? Because I can't tell. No, if it's, it's a not. defense of Trump, it's the worst defense no, of Donald Trump not, I've ever no, heard. No, Matt's not defending Trump. He's saying that... Trump is wrong, but also the taxes are wrong because the but he's system in the government allowed this to happen. So he's not blaming Trump. He's no. just blaming the system. He's following the tax code. He's following the tax code that you guys have allowed for over 30 years. What's us guy like? What's Because he's a libertarian. So he he's not. Yeah, he's not Republican. He's not Democrat. He is pro himself and libertarian. I know have a, a lot of friends who are libertarian. No, no. Listen, I've read everything Ayn Rand ever wrote. So yeah, I know where he's coming from. No, no. But you're blaming Trump for something that's been in effect in the tax code and being utilized by businesses. Not all businesses may have, you know, bent the rules to write something off, but they all they all wrote something off. Yeah, but Some he might have done it to the level of criminality. Well, that's the next thing. How did a book Trump get into president? How did Barack Obama get because into he, president? Because he hit his taxes. He didn't show anybody broke, his taxes. No, no, campaign donations. How come Buzz Adams cannot run for president? Because he's not a multi-millionaire or multi-billionaire with friends and strings to pull. I don't he know if Buzz he, is a citizen. A I don't even know Buzz is... <laughs> Look, there, there are plenty of other things that you have no idea about that would keep me <laughs> for running for president. So no, no, <laughs> the exactly. taxes is laughable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever questionable things Buzz did in his past, we don't, that won't come into effect until Buzz runs for president. When Buzz gets elected to president, then all of a sudden his porn-watching ability on the company computer might come to light. 
Forget porn watching. How about if I had sex with a porn star <laughs> while my my wife was home with a three month old baby, and then I paid her one hundred thirty thousand? I think we're not talking a, about you anymore, an, right? It's an yeah. issue of degree <laughs> yeah. that we're talking about here, Matt. And, and if you're saying nothing matters before a person becomes president, then you're saying that uh, character a, doesn't matter. Character doesn't matter. Right. A, a Grand Theft and Auto I, felon could become president, and it doesn't matter sure, that he because he did it before he yeah, was he murdered and he stole stuff before, so it doesn't matter. And and especially coming from the party which I've been a member of since I was 18 years old, the Republican Party, that message has consistently been all these years, 35 years, character matters. We care about the character of the people that we elect to high office. And it sounds like there are so many people on that side who just want to throw that out. And I'm asking, how does that not make you gigantic hypocrites? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Matt, for the call. All right. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Um... What's really incredible is whenever whenever Donald Trump says anything, you can go back and find one of Donald Trump's own tweets that really puts it uh, into a different light. So in 2012, Citizen Trump tweeted, have we ever had a POTUS before at Barack Obama who earned over a third of his income from foreign sources and paid taxes to another country? The Times reported that Trump earned about $73 million in foreign revenue in his first two years, 17 and 18, as president. He also, in 2017, paid significantly more in taxes to the governments of Panama, India, the Philippines, than he did to the United States. And if you need a refresher, that amount that he paid to the United States was $750. How much was it to the Philippines? Uh, the Philippines, he paid $156,000. $824 uh, because he had properties and a lot of his uh, successful properties were in countries that had uh, kind of authoritarian regimes. So, uh, but as far as this, uh, uh, he did bad stuff, but he wasn't president then. Let's forget all about that. Well, this is from the same people who, who butt Hillary every single argument mm-hmm. that anybody ever brings up. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. Well, I found out yesterday during the show that we we were going to start doing a regular Monday uh, segment called Monday Morning Quarterback with Kaplowitz. Nice. Uh huh. I didn't have a heads up on this, so <laughs> I was ready to roll with it. A few minutes later, I found out that Steve Kaplowitz wouldn't be available because yesterday was Yom Kippur, so we couldn't do Monday morning quarterback on the first Monday Ugh. that it was uh, scheduled. So, What a good religious man. If we had been doing Monday morning quarterback with Cappy, I would have told you that Monday morning quarterback with Cappy is brought to you by Darren Powell, attorney at law. Loved one passed away and didn't leave a will. Don't leave it up to the courts. Call Darren Powell at 313-0081. So this is Tuesday morning, quarterback, I guess. Good morning, Cappy. Good morning, and if it makes you feel better, I also found out yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I had not heard anything about a segment with Cappy. I had neither. And and came completely out of the blue. Buzz even asked me yesterday, he's like, did anybody talk to you about this? And I was like, nope. So none of the producers and not even the people in the... No, normally when we sell a segment on the show, we're we're told about it in advance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, hey, we're working on selling this, we're going to try to do this. 
That's hilarious. But we got none of that, but that's not Darren Powell's fault. No. It's Yom oh, Kippur's no. fault. It's not Yom Kippur. It's nobody's. What well, do you do for Yom Kippur? Like, do you have. Stays home and doesn't do so it. So here's the deal. No, it was just Rosh Hashanah, <laughs> so which is New Year. That's a happy one. Well, is it Rosh polite Hashanah? to say yes. happy Yom Kippur? Or like, what do you no. say? You don't say Mary Yom Kippur? You, pl- you, don't, even, you, you don't even really. All, all you do is you say. Don't go into work. Um, you just. Just say have a good fast because what we do is this: we oh yeah um, we okay That's so fast one, yeah. we we <laughs> repent for our sins over the last year. Yeah. Okay. How many sins means, do you have, Steve? That you want? Oh, How long did you I, have I can't to even repent? Count. See, <laughs> all day. The Catholics all could day. the Catholics could learn a lesson. Save it up. Yeah. Save it up, and for once a year, you don't need confession. Yeah. Every yeah, day, I say you do it like the I could solve myself every week and just do it nice. every ten years. Yeah. No, we do like a few Hail Marys, throw some holy water, and we call you, it a day. You know, Steve I'm was in the middle of talking about this very important religious holiday, and you guys thousands of years didn't of, even let him. Thousands of years of beautiful tradition. Mm-hmm. Go so on, you right. were repenting. Go on. I was. So you I repent. You repent by not eating. Yeah. You're supposed to fast, and it's supposed to last till sundown. Let me tell you. Right. No every- food, no beverages. So you, oh. I mean, you're supposed to do it with no. You're not supposed to even drink water when you really. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I did it a couple of years, and it's tough. You think, uh, like, how about brushing teeth? Because I've heard uh, heard, uh, different opinions on brushing teeth. I brush my teeth. You brush your teeth. All right. Listen, uh, yeah, medicine. If you if it's life saving medicine, you're you're allowed to take that. But and then at sundown, you're allowed to eat. Sundown or what's what's the exact uh, yes. time? Okay. Officially, but le- yes. let me tell you. Yes, every Jewish person that I've ever known—I don't know about Steve, but every Jewish person has a different definition of when you can start eating. It's like, well, one o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> or that's uh, true. It's like, it's five. Like example, it's dinner time. Waiting for sundown, some people will do that, but you'd have to be super observant. I like how you're Monday morning quarterbacking Yom Kippur. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. Great. I like it, too. It's a different different kind of segment from Buzz. Did you have an easy fast? I did. Thank you for asking. Um, It was good this year. Actually, it was was very good. When did you break it? it? Be honest. Your mom's not listening. Tell me Um, when you actually broke fast. About seven thirty, I broke it. Yeah, so, that's probably yeah. yeah the sun's down enough. That's a long time. You're not kidding. It was a long time. <laughs> You're right, Steve. Uh, we're getting some news from the NFL that one of the teams might have trouble uh, continuing on. So I, I just heard about this. I certainly don't know the details other than it involves the Tennessee Titans. So can you update us and tell us what's going on? Sure. So the Titans uh, closed their facilities until Saturday because three players and five uh, personnel members from the club tested positive for the coronavirus, the NFL announced today. So there's eight new positive tests, including three players, um, and they were confirmed after additional testing. Now, here's what's really interesting. The, You're supposed uh, to quarantine. Titans, Right, I mean, right. the whole team yep. is supposed to quarantine for 14 days. How? What's that? What's going to happen? I think they'll ignore that. Well, here's the thing: the Vikings played the Titans on Sunday, so they also closed uh, or they halted their in-person work, um, even though they've had no positive tests yet. Listen, uh, based on what we have with Major League Baseball, 
this was a matter of time. You knew there would come a point where players, there's so many of them in football, would, would eventually test positive. And then if you had multiple players, you have to close the facilities. Um, this nearly took the baseball season down early on when you had the Marlins and then the Cardinals. And you know, teams were missing a week of games. But in baseball, you can play doubleheaders. You can't do that in football. So um, I'm going to be really interested to see, now that it's started, how the NFL is going to be able to try to navigate through uh, you know, multiple positive tests uh, here in their facilities. All right, uh, Brandon. What else is going on that uh, might might have been some late breaking, or is that is that kind of the late breaking? That was that was pretty from... much it. Just that uh, they've you know shut down the facilities, and I think one of the things that they're going to shoot for is they're just going to be testing everybody, and once they get back to negative tests, they're going to be allowed to go back. But that's just rumor at this point. Nothing has officially been announced. Other than sure. the NFL saying the Titans and the Vikings are working with the league and the NFLPA. You know, the stuff that they're supposed to say. The, well, here's the thing. Yeah, go ahead. The Titans are supposed to host the Steelers this weekend. The Vikings are supposed to play in Houston against the Texans. Now, obviously, hey, there's a lot of people listening. The Texans don't lose. There you go. There's a, there's, a, there's a positive out of this. But I guarantee you this. The majority of your listeners, the minute they hear this story, they're thinking, hmm. Who do I own on my fantasy team that plays for Tennessee and Minnesota? Because that's the first thing you're thinking about is, how will this affect my fantasy football roster for this upcoming week? Yeah, if you're rolling with Dalvin Cook or somebody like that. Or Derrick Henry. Yeah. So, you're right. 100%. You don't foresee any, any cancellation of a game as a result of this, do you? Of course it could happen. If, if more yeah. players start testing positive in the days to come and three turns into 10 or turns into 15 or 20, sure they could cancel a game. Absolutely they could. Or postpone it. See, what they could always do is try to arrange it during the bye weeks and, and rearrange the schedule that way. But it gets complicated, especially if the teams that are not playing are not on the same bye weeks. It makes the NFL schedule a little bit more complicated. But, yeah, absolutely this could uh, potentially um, not cancel a game, but probably postpone a game to another week depending on what happens so they got to see they got to see you know what listen with the marlins i think it started out with like three or five and then before you know it the whole team was positive so it was interesting to see how quickly that spread and and the effect it had on the ball club and if you follow major league baseball even though they played 60 games there were a ton of of seven-inning doubleheaders this year because of all these teams that were affected with outbreaks that suddenly stopped playing for uh, for up to a week at a time. I want to talk about the minors, so I want to save some time for that, but I guess we should acknowledge the NHL season is over. Uh, and mm. uh, did they rush that? It seems like they got to the the finals in the... I know it was a six-game, uh, or it ended up in a six-game series, but it seemed like, like it happened really fast. Did they have those in more rapid succession than they normally would have a Stanley Cup Finals? Um, I mean, they, they played last night, which is where it ended, and then before that they played Saturday. They did have All Sunday right. off, and then they played Friday, um, and then they had Thursday off, and they played Wednesday. They would, they would go like two games, a day off, two games, a day off, and, and, and that kind of a schedule. But you know what? They did play a lot of hockey games, and uh, congratulations to the Lightning, uh, beating the Stars and winning their first uh, Stanley Cup in more than 15 years. That's, uh, that's a big accomplishment for Tampa Bay. Hey, I don't know if you've heard like any insider information, but that Kraft Hockeyville, I, are they talking about when we might get that NHL, I suppose, an exhibition game of some kind, or is that I all believe... completely up in the air because of coronavirus? 
I would say the NHL exhibition game is probably going to be scheduled for next fall. So the fall of 2021 is when I think they'll be playing here. Not this. They can't obviously play now. It's too soon, and the upgrades haven't been done to the rink that are that are part of the prize. Well, and but, you also uh, want to wait know. until until fans can go and pack the place out. I mean, it, to my exactly. knowledge, it'll be the first time NHL teams have played in El Paso. If it's happened before, I don't know about it. It's never happened before. This will be this yeah. will be the first time. So you're, and it's the last major sport to do it. What do you mean play play an exhibition? The yeah, last I mean, we've major had NBA. Sport. We've had NBA exhibitions. We've had major we had baseball a, spring we training games. We had an inter-squad scrimmage. Controlled scrimmage. But we you had still a controlled scrimmage. Troy, Emmett, Irvin, Dion, yeah. the whole group. They were all here, so that counts. Sure. It was, a, it was a practice, but they were here. All right. So they visited El Paso. Well, uh, I... Didn't watch the minor game because I didn't know where it was going to be on, but I did catch oh, the score God. about halfway through, and the minors were so far ahead. I didn't. I mean, it was on day is six hundred ESPN El Paso, like it is every game. I mean, you didn't know where it was going to be on. Just <laughs> <laughs> turned on the radio. I mean, I'm, you know, call me old fashioned, but I still like to watch football. So it was on ESPN too. But there was a, it was a blowout, and the miners were on the right side of a blowout for one. So they break that terrific. apart for us a little bit and tell us what that means for the miners. Well, um, first off, it means they're three and one for the first time in ten years. That's the best news. They won on the road for the first time against a non-conference opponent in five years. And what also what it means is fans that have been painting a picture of gloom and doom uh, for uh, the last couple of seasons suddenly realize the Miners have a young quarterback. They've got a great young running back who bowls people over. He's the former uh, Parkland star Deion Hankins, who's now being nicknamed Deion Tankins because he's a tank and he runs (laughs) over people. Um, and then also, you know what? They're they're confident right now. This team has this team is realizing they can they can win and win games. And they jumped on Louisiana Monroe early. Their defense played terrific, and uh, they cruised. Um, they were ten point underdogs, Buzz, and they won thirty one to six on Saturday over Louisiana Monroe. So now they're they're off this week. This is a bye week. And then next Saturday they go back to Louisiana, but they're in Ruston this time against Louisiana Tech. It's their conference opener, and it will be televised again on ESPN two. And La Tech is usually you know, one of the one of the powerhouses in conference. So is, they're pretty good. Is that the case this year? Are they pretty good this year? Yeah, they are. This will I mean, be a test or um this will be a reasonable yeah, test for the for the miners, and if they can come out of there with a win, I think this town will be football crazy. But so Louisiana Tech, yep, beat even, Southern Miss, even if thirty one thirty. Go ahead. Even if they lose, they're going to be three and two. Uh, this will be three, almost three weeks from now when they're back in the Sun Bowl. But even at three and two, I expect to see some increased interest. I, like I say, I don't think you need to to win your conference or be ranked in the top twenty five. Be competitive. To be competitive. And you know what I am crediting that to? Mm. Buzz's article, all about should they drop down? You know what they it saw that article them. and they were like, nope, we're not having. You know this what crap. that's called? We're go out there and whip them butt. <laughs> that's called locker room motivation. They put that article, uh-huh. they printed that page out, and put it up, love. Mm-hmm. and uh, had them walk by it every day. And they're like, we're going to show them <laughs> twerp. Hey, what Cappy, we're made of question. Mm-hmm. Bigger sure. reason for the miners winning uh, this past weekend, Hankins or the defense? I would say. 
That's a great, that's a really really good question. Hankins yeah, was terrific on offense, but the defense <laughs> made this huge play early on. It was a, it was like a seven nothing UTEP lead, and then um, Louisiana Monroe drives all the way down, and and the Miners picked the ball off as they were going in for a score, and that completely deflated Louisiana Monroe and energized the defense the rest of the way. So I would say not necessarily one or the other. I mean Hankins was Tankins was amazing, but you also have to look at that defense playing terrific. They were they were great. They were absolutely great. So you know it, when things are working, guys, it's not just one side of the ball. It's both. And I mean, the miners just had it rolling on both ends. Well, I know it's both, but I was making you pick one. All right, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably go um, Deion Tankins because what he did do was allow that offense to stay on the field, which wore out the Louisiana Monroe defense and gave the UTEP defense. Uh, they were fresh. They were able to go in there and, and pulverize them a little bit more and, and play really well. So, right, yeah, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Tankins. There's your poster board material for the defense. Steve Kaplowitz says defense did nothing to win games. <laughs> Oh God! This is this is this is why I hate the media because of people like you, people like you that completely take it completely out of context. Here I was saying they both played great, and you're like, pick one. All right. <laughs> well, the other one uh, should be upset. What so, year is uh, yes. T- is Dion Hankins? What what year at school is he? How about a redshirt freshman? God, that's great. And their quarterback is a sophomore. And they've got two terrific wide receivers. One's a sophomore and one's a senior. But you know the new rules. Seniors can come back and play again next year. So, I mean, there's it is, it's going to be a fun you, one to see can how Can you compare, develops. can you draw any comparisons between between Hankins and uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones? Jones? Yeah. You know, so both. They're completely, they're a completely different style. Different so Aaron, style. So Aaron is the kind of, you know, he would have that quick burst and then just run uh, past everybody. Dion likes to run over you and run through you. And what was amazing to watch on Saturday was Monroe kept trying to tackle him high, and he would just pulverize guys. Like, you try to go up high, he's so strong that you would bounce off and get run over. Nobody went after him low, and and um, he was just able to to just destroy people. It was really a lot of fun to watch. He had three touchdown runs, guys, and and he just he made it look way too easy. I, right. have, I have a, a, a bet then, or at least a... Uh, punishment for a bet. If you do a bet, Buzz, and you lose, goal line drill, you have to try to tackle Deion Hankins. Yeah. Oh, amazing to watch. With full pads. Yeah, full. Yeah, you get full pads. I, I do? Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm going to need maxi. Maxi pads? Uh, yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap up the show. Thank you, Steve, for joining us for Monday Morning Quarterback with Cappy. Yeah, happy Yom Kippur. On Tuesday. All right. On Tuesday because of Thank Yom Kippur. <laughs> That's right.